so let's talk about the guidelines, other guidelines on developing others in cell leadership, specifically cell leadership relevant for any kind of leadership in the church. And again, this is by no means exhaustive, but I'm giving you some practical guidelines so that you can, you know, implement them within your given context. Number one, here we go, you must be willing if you, if you do not know how to. Willingness, and you see, I keep repeating this point. Your will in all of this is crucial. You know, in Romans chapter 7, verse 18, Paul the Apostle talking about the struggle in his flesh, he says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. To will is present. So the will is very important. But it doesn't necessarily guarantee that you'll be successful. But if the will is not there, no matter how much ability you have, you will not be able to help others um, and develop others as leaders. Secondly, if you want to develop others in cell leadership, differentiate between those who attend your cell and those who are potential disciples. Now, remember, in this church, we talk a lot about discipleship. Um, those who seek to be disciplined followers of the Lord Jesus. And we talk a lot about you discipling others. Um, more than just mentoring them, you discipling others, which includes the mentoring process. So the point is, is this. When you have a cell group, not everybody in that cell group is going to be someone you can disciple or even wants to be discipled by you or even should be discipled by you, especially if they're a different gender to you. Um, but though you may be the leader of the group, you need to be able to differentiate between those who are potential disciples. In other words, those people that you can see are clearly committed to a discipleship process. And some of the indicators are, for instance, they're willing to go through new believers' course, new members' course. They're willing to integrate into the life of the church. They're willing to serve others. They're willing to help others. These are the indicators um, that such individuals are potential disciples, potentially, and they are people who are committed to our mission, which is to make disciples. Because not everyone in your cell wishes to be a disciple of Jesus. And you need to, you need to recognize that and be relaxed about that. Don't panic. It doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. But not everybody wishes to be a disciplined follower of Christ. They just want to get fire insurance and have a good life. That's it. So leave me alone with your cell malarkey. Seriously. And you need, to, you, need to, you need to know that. You need to know that and be cool about it and love them and not judge them. It's very important. Not look down on them. It's very important. Third point, which leads on to the second. Disciple those who are willing. Disciple those who are willing. So find out in your group those who are willing. Now, don't do a question and answer survey. Are you willing to be discipled? Are you, are you not willing? Oh, I'm not sure about you. No, don't do that. <laughs> you can tell those who are willing by some of the following. Um, how they are involved in the life of the church. Their willingness to serve. Their willingness to learn. Their availability. Um, their um, willingness to take responsibility, their openness to be taught. Um, these are some of the clues that tells you such people are willing. And if they ask you 
and then they're willing to do what you tell them to do. Because, like, there are many people who will say to me, Joseph, can you mentor me? Can you, you know, can you father me? And, and that's fine. It's always a privilege. But um, often I'll say to them, look, the mentoring process is going to be dependent on you because you have to make a demand on me. Now, some people, that puts them off automatically. It's like, well, they're, they're supposed to be my father. They're supposed to look out for me. So that automatically ain't going to work, right? But then there are others who are going to be tenacious. Like Andrew here, <laughs> once he said to me, I said to him, yeah, just call me. He said, but I've been doing that. and you said, <laughs> 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 my friend. <laughs> the pastor's hat went off. I said, hey, my friend, who's, who's mentoring who? <laughs> no, but, but, but on a serious note, disciple those who are willing, uh, which, which means then that you are, if you're going to do this, it means you are regularly praying for them. You are following up on them. You are helping them to evaluate the progress of the cell. Um, get them to complete reports if necessary, if that's part of what you want to do, or get them involved, give them responsibility. Um, but also, part of that process is you recognize if it's over. Because sometimes, as you are discipling people, you realize that, no, this is not going to work for you, and you, willingly, you release them in love and let them go. But uh, it's important that you help all those who come your way but disciple those who are available for discipleship. So as a cell leader, anybody who comes to your cell, you must not be partial in how you serve them. It's very important. You love people unconditionally. You are there to help people. But there's a difference between that and discipling people. So those people that I disciple, and by the grace of God, we discipled quite a few, um, uh, there are different ways in which I relate to different ones. I have had the privilege of fathering some like, someone like Olu, who I now in many respects consider him as an equal. Um, but, you know, he grew up from being a young man to being a father in the faith. Um, and uh, we've seen that process over a period of time. Um, and at times when you are discipling people like that, I mean, Olu, he's seen me lose my rag with him. Quite a, uh, quite a, quite a few occasions. Um, but because of my relationship with him, it's okay to do that. But then some people, it's not okay to do that. So you have to know how you mentor and disciple different ones at different levels. Um, and uh, we've had the privilege of, of doing that, um, doing discipling many over the years. But you need to be able to gauge where people are at and take them through a process. And when they come to a place of maturity, you need to be able to recognize now you're no longer being discipled the way that we were doing it back then. So I wouldn't say that I'm discipling Olu now. That would be wrong. I'm saying that he's a fellow laborer now, a fellow partner in the faith, who is my son in the faith, but he's a fellow partner. It's like Philip. Philip is my firstborn. That's the truth. He's my firstborn son. He knows that. I've told him that. But he's my equal. He's a father in his own right. He's a fellow senior elder. He's my equal. But we've seen him develop to that level, you see. And what I'm saying to you is, is that when you are discipling people, you need to know the different levels that you are dealing with. You cannot deal with somebody who's like Philip with somebody who's like Nicholas, 
who's my young son. You know, you can't deal with them on that level. Everyone is different. You understand what I'm saying? All right, so help everyone, but disciple those who are available for discipleship. Fourth point, impart a leadership mindset to those you disciple. So when you recognize that these are the people you are discipling who are willing for discipleship, get them to think like leaders. Now, it's hard, I have to be honest, especially if you yourself struggle to think like one. Um, you need to be able to think like a leader. In other words, think like somebody who influences somebody, who is able to influence. And honestly, from what I can see, with those of you that I know, all of you have a leadership mindset. Um, doesn't mean you have all the answers. Any strong leader is quick to know their limits. But you can only impart what you have. So cultivate a leadership mindset. And the key thing about leadership is influence and responsibility. Your willingness to take responsibility for what you should take responsibility for. But at the same time, your willingness not to take responsibility with what is not yours. Both are very key and very important. Also, part of having a leadership mindset is that you let those you disciple take responsibility for discipling others. It's very crucial. That element is what will determine how far they go. Their willingness to disciple others will help you to disciple them better. If they are not willing to disciple others, my counsel will be, don't disciple them. Father them, shepherd them, love them, but don't disciple them. Because if they are not willing to disciple others, you, they will end up feeling like you're forcing them to do what they don't want to do. Because part of the process of fathering is to get your spiritual sons, and by that I mean daughters as well, to come to a place where they reproduce. You know, that's what the Lord says. John 15, verse 8. My father is glorified. When you bear much fruit, so you show yourselves to be my disciples. So if they are not willing to reproduce, then don't seek to disciple them. Rather, seek to care for them and love them. Never withhold love. I don't believe in that. Um, people, people say to me, have said to me in the past, um, they want me to mentor them, and I mentor people. But even in mentoring, there is a difference between those I mentor and those I disciple. You know, mentoring is more like you come alongside, you're coaching, you're helping and stuff. But discipleship is different. You are imprinting in somebody the quality to be a disciplined follower of the Lord Jesus as you, as you are following him. So they imitate what they see in Christ in you. And that's different, you see. So I mentor many, but I disciple not so many. That's the reality. Um, so impart the discipleship mindset um, to those that you are leading um, because that will help them to um, have a leadership mindset and vice versa. Also, part of this leadership mindset that you're imparting means you supervise them. You supervise them. Supervise those you're discipling. You have to. You have to oversight what they're doing. So that's why I have my informal meetings with those that I am mentoring. I will have informal meetings with them. They don't know it, but I'm supervising them. I'm asking, what are you doing? How's it going? Da, 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 da. And I'm giving them directives and instructions. And over time, if they follow my instructions, they see the benefits of it. Um, now, not all of them follow your instructions. Not, not, not all those you mentor are going to follow your instructions. Um, and then they'll blame you afterwards for, for, for not following your instructions. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just life. All right. 
Fifth point in, in, in um, developing others, create an environment of ministry for those you disciple. Now again, let me, let me say this. Remember, in a cell context, you are loving everybody. You're serving everybody. But when it comes to discipling people, you give them certain responsibilities you don't expect of the group. It's a very important point. Because, look, not everybody coming to your cell wants to follow up everybody. Not everybody coming to your cell wants to be coming to prayer meetings all the time. They, they're coming there. They need friends. They want, you know, they, they, they're part of the church. You know, they, they might want to get married one day. They might not want to, they might want to divorce as well. So, you know, they're, they're coming there and, you know, you're bugging them. You need to follow up. Well, follow where? I don't want to follow anyone. I just came, you know, just teach and let me go home. What's wrong with you? Where's the food? That's what they're interested in, right? Now, you need to allow for that. Don't give this, if you're coming to myself, don't do that. <laughs> Except you have, uh, what's my, our cell, a cell leader cell. Then that's different. My cell is a cell leader cell. So if you're coming, you're going to leave. Otherwise, I give you, you can't come to cell, go to that cell over there. <laughs> but on a serious note, create an environment of ministry for those who disciples. That means you give them responsibilities within the cell. Real responsibility. So for instance, as a, as a, as a leader of a church, um, Oli will testify of this and um, different ones who work with me on senior level will testify. When you are with me and you have responsibility, you have authority. And that means you can block what I want to do. Ask Olu, am I, is it not so? You can block. I may say, I feel we should do this. And you, because you have responsibility, you can say, well, Joe, I don't think so. And I say, okay, cool. Not that I agree with you, and I'll tell you what I disagree, but um, since you're saying it, because you have responsibility and you have authority. Otherwise, there's no point of giving you that responsibility. Now, the reason why I say that is this. When you are discipling people and you're giving them responsibility, you have to give them authority as well. You have to give them authority within the context of the cell. Otherwise, it's a nonsense. There's no point giving them the responsibility. You, you hear what I'm saying? So give them responsibility. If they're in charge of the refreshments, let them be in charge. If, if they say to you, okay, so I'm in charge of refreshments, does it mean I can decide on what kind of refreshments we have? If you are silly enough to say yeah, <laughs> without qualifying anything, say great. None of this chicken and uh, um, jollof business. We ain't West African. Now it's tea, coffee, and sandwiches. Ham sandwich, cheese sandwich, sandwich. That's it. Why? Those Africans, they always want to give us their food. And then they bring their sandwiches. And say, hey, what's this? Say, this is our refreshment. No, 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 no. What's the jollof? What's the chicken? You can't do that. You say, ah, am I in charge of refreshments? You can't say, well, just because I put in refreshments doesn't mean you should change the refreshments because you're looking forward to a jollof. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to say, okay, fine. So if you don't want that, when you're giving them responsibility, you give them parameters. Now, this is the parameters. We need jollof every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Also, allow them to teach and preach the word unless you don't want them to develop in that area or unless for some reason they're not ready for that. I like preaching and teaching as anybody who hangs around me. No, my wife says I like hogging it. And it's true, I do. I do. And I'm not ashamed to say that I do. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever, whenever I bring people on senior leadership, I tell them straight, listen, that's for this, the pulpit. 
it's mine. <laughs> so let's just be clear. Because I know if I don't say that, they're going to say you're preaching too much. So, <laughs> But no, seriously, allow them to teach and preach. Allow them to host a cell meeting as well. Encourage them in praying for people, praying for the sick, ministering, healing to others. And then eventually, let them have their own cell group. Eventually, let them have their own cell group. And, and help them to lead it as early as possible once you can see they are ready. And, and also once they express a desire to do so. Number six, encourage and develop an outreach culture amongst those you disciple. Again, very important. The more people are outward looking, the less they'll focus on their inadequacies. Yeah. Because all of us have inadequacies. Don't, don't, don't be fooled. The strongest amongst us knows their poverty. And in the kingdom of God, it is the poor in heart who see the kingdom. When you recognize your complete poverty, that's when you qualify to receive more authority. So getting your, your, those you're discipling to have an outward focus will help them not be, to be hindered by their inadequacies. So this includes empowering them in terms of like saying targeting an area to reach, um, doing events as a group, getting involved in some kind of social initiative, whether it's like food bank. So like one of the cells, for instance, was involved, has been involved in, in food bank where once a month they were going to the food bank um, that was taking place and it really helped the cell. Um, cells sometimes can be involved in like homeless outreach, can visit old people's homes, can be involved in doing things for children and things like that, different things. But get yourself to be outward looking and then those that you disciple, get them to take responsibility for that. Help. Maybe yourself can visit local hospitals, can get involved in the prison ministry. We have a, a fantastic prison ministry in CLF. That is something that you can, yeah, that the, <laughs> the, that's something that you can get involved in um, and your people and so forth. Um, part of being outward looking, get involved in missions. Some of the cells, I remember um, one of our cell leaders, she would take teams on missions. I remember when we were on missions in Ghana for two years, a different cells um, came over. Is anyone here from one of those cells? Anyone here? Okay, none of them here. They don't need training anymore. Okay, fine. <clears throat> but no, it was really great. They came over as a, a cell group. And they, they, they invested their money. They came on missions for 10 days, and they were really impacted. Some of our great leaders have done things like that, sponsoring children, outward looking, all kinds of things that you can do. Um, that will help your cell, uh, your cell to be outward looking, but especially those you disciple to be outward looking. And then number seven, pray for your cell members and get them to be prayerful for the cell and to be prayerful as well. If you want to disciple others, you must focus them on their prayer life uh, because it's, a, it's, it's such a challenge for all of us, prayer. Um, the most, the most competent prayer person struggles in prayer. Um, don't, don't ever allow your vulnerability in prayer to make you feel inadequate. All of us struggle in prayer. All of us struggle in prayer. Um, no matter how well you prayed yesterday, today is another day. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> but encourage them to implement any of the following: praying for others, attending prayer meetings organized by your church. I want to stress this. If you are serious about discipling people, get them plugged into your local church. 
get them plugged into what the church is doing. It will help you and them immensely. Also, organize prayer meetings with those they met, mentor. Get them to organize prayer meetings with the people that they are leading. Um, go on personal prayer retreats alone. Get them to do that, to go on personal retreats alone. Get them also, if you want to, maybe you can go on retreats with them. I used to do that in the olden days. In the olden days. Uh, um, olden days. It sounds like 1904. <laughs> I used to do that in the past. Not so much now, but... It's good to go on prayer retreats with the different ones that you are mentoring or discipling. And then also, you yourself, because you are discipling people, go on personal prayer retreats for yourself. Take time out for yourself. That will help you to get perspective. Um, finally, organize your own cell leaders training sessions with those that you are discipling. So I'm not talking about a whole day affair like this one, but where maybe periodically you can have like an hour or two with them and focus on areas that you think can enhance them in leading their cell. It's very, very important because what that does is it helps you to be more effective as a leader. Um, use materials that's already there. At times people try to reinvent the wheel and there's no need. Use materials that's already there. There are some great books. I don't know if any of you have heard of a guy called Joel Kamiski. Anyone? Well, yes, um, cell, um, he's written quite a lot on cell ministry. He's great. His books are great. I would encourage them a lot. Um, uh, so these are some of the things that you can do if you want to help others and um, to become um, leaders within your cell group. Let's pause there. Any questions, please?